Hey y'all, it's Jenny McGrew and this is the Worship Leaders Collective Podcast. Okay guys, I want to welcome you to the Worship Leaders Collective Podcast. Here with us today is Gilbert Nanlohi, uh, who works with uh, currently Integrity Music down in Nashville, Tennessee, actually Brentwood, I believe, Tennessee. And Gilbert's just an amazing person to the body of Christ. Gilbert is one of those people who you just instantly love. He's a servant of all. He's a servant of the Lord. And it's just been so beautiful and wonderful to get to know him even more, actually, since he's moved away from our hometown in Calgary, Canada. Yeah. We've gotten to know each other even more since he's moved to Nashville. And it's just so beautiful seeing the favor of God on his life, the hand of God on his life. I have never seen anyone just be able to connect with people so quickly and have so much favor with people. And I really just believe it. Just like the scripture says, the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. And Gilbert, I just want to thank you for being with us today on our first ever Worship Leaders Collective podcast. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on our first ever podcast was actually out of um, a repost that we did on Worship Leaders Collective last year on our Instagram. And it was a post that Nikki Gumbel actually had posted. And he had said that leader is mentioned only six times in the Bible, but servant is mentioned over 900 times in the Bible. And when I read that, uh, you were, you, I, first of all, my mind was blown because here we are like worship leaders, you know, worship leaders collective. And I'm like, maybe we should be like worship servants. Worship servants. Yeah. It would be just, you know, I think it'd be more apt to call it that. Uh, you, You were really one of the first people that came to my mind and my heart when I read that. And of course, you know, the scripture that says, if you, if you desire to be the greatest in the kingdom, that it's the servant, that's, yes. that's the greatest of all. And then it goes on in that scripture in Matthew to say um, that if you desire to exalt yourself, you'll be humbled, but the humbled will be exalted. You know, so I think one of the first questions I would like to ask you, just because, and, and I know that anybody that knows you would completely agree with me today is that you really exemplify and you model servanthood. It, 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 this is not something that you do. This is who you are. You are just, you have been placed on this earth for this time. And, and like all of us, but it's just so evident upon you of to truly just be a servant. How can I serve you? And I would want to ask you, just even as your friend today, what does servant mean to you? If, if Gilbert was going to... Speaking of you, third person here. But if Gilbert Nanlohi was going to define servant, is there just a way that you could just say that to us today? Yeah. Well, I think um, servanthood is basically the willingness to humble ourselves um, in an act for, uh, for the benefit of another in the wow. name of Christ. I think wow. uh, serving, serving is an act. Um, it, and it has to benefit others. That's not us, you know, someone mm-hmm. other than us, what can, um, what can we do to improve their life or facilitate the improvement, um, the condition of another person? That's basically very simple to me. That's what serving is. And, um, I'm tr- 
trying and I tried uh, not so hard. It's kind of natural, but um, just trying to be a better person by serving others better. Right. And seeing a need before they ask is right. something that I constantly am aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. I think serving goes hand in hand with humility. You can't be a servant and not be humble. So when we ask God, hey, we want, I just want to be humble before you, um, that means you got to serve other people. Right. So we hear a lot of phrases nowadays that maybe we didn't hear 20 years ago. And, and one of those is nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're of Asian descent and I wouldn't want to stereotype people, but there, there's beautiful things that I believe that go hand in hand and, and we can all learn from one another. And that's the beautiful thing about community. And that's one of the beautiful things I love about being surrounded by various cultures, you know, not just being in one culture, but being surrounded by various cultures, because there's a humility to be, to being in this, that we can learn in the being of together, you know, even with what mother Teresa said, I can't do what you can do and you can't do what I can do, but together we can make something beautiful for God. So I, I think something that's culturally within you is serving now, is that something that you've learned in the home and um, your parents are pastors, correct? Mm-hmm. Or is that something that maybe they taught you at a principles of the word of God? Like where, where does this passion for serving come from? Well, I'm a first generation's pastor's kid. Right. Um, my parents didn't grow up um, having a pastor parent. Um, so it was, um, I would say it was a learning um, opportunity for me growing up watching them serve other people um, right. and of course they teach me about the word of God and it, the importance of the importance of humility humility and then and serving others and all that but I as I as a teenager growing up um, at church um, I, I wouldn't say I was the most servant leader um, oh. out of um, uh, everybody in my age range, but I watched my parents go through some hard stuff with people, um, just like any ministry. Um, you know, as, the more they serve, it seems like uh, there's more complications in regards to how people treat them. And sometimes it's hurtful for me to see that, but I just watch them forgive and forget and keep serving the same people. So that to me is, it was an example of of the ultimate servants um, as as a shepherd of the house, and 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 it's something that I train to be like my parents, to be like Jesus, you know, wow. just serving um, no matter what the circumstances are, uh, keep serving other people, and so wow. yet it's a cultural thing. We we respect. I mean, an Asian culture. We respect elders and, you know, people that is um, an authority above you. But also, mm-hmm. it's also what I've seen, what my parents dealt with. Even now, I mean, my, my parents uh, pastors about 150, 200 people in Denver, Colorado. And I would hear stories that would, would upset me because how people treat them. And, but they kept serving 
even though it, it might hurt, it might, you know, um, it might be inconvenience for them, but, um, but they kept serving. So that's, uh, that's my ultimate role model is my parents. They, uh, right. they moved uh, to America from Indonesia and they actually planted a lot of churches um, in, in America and all over the world. Um, you, and they still serve the same leaders as they started 30, 30 years ago. So for me, that's, um, that, that is my role model, model. That's my example. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So that's taken a little bit of a turn in our conversation. I want to explore that a little bit more um, to people who might be listening that are pastor's kids. Yeah. And we, we can all appreciate what can go along with the role of being a pastor's kid or a minister's kid. So when you were seeing your parents go through things, you talk about hardships and we don't have to go too deep into that, but say like issues with people or, you know, maybe they didn't have enough help or they're being mistreated. How did you handle your feelings in those situations? And did you find that that pushed you more into wanting to serve God and to serve them? Um, yes, I had to make a decision, um, at one point in my life when I was 19 years old, I saw some horrible stuff went down, um, in the leadership of the church, my pastor, uh, my parents were, were pastoring. And at that point, um, some lies were being spread and that, that I knew wasn't true, not just because I love my parents, but, but I knew from other sources. And um, that experience helped me to really test my heart. If I, if I was serving God, if I was, you know, playing music, serving at church, if it's all for my parents or for the sake of the church or God or mm-hmm. uh, uh, or Jesus, you know, ser- serving him. W- what was my, what was my, um, um, basically w- w- what is my motivation? So that really, that experience, um, really helped me define if I want to stay in church to serve, or do I just want to go somewhere else or go to another church because I could serve a better pastor or, you know, a more established church. And, and we, there's some weeks uh, I led worship to one or two people after that experience, Mm -hmm. but I I stayed and I I was, I, I would like to say that I was faithful uh, until my parents moved to another city and pastored. And I still serve that same pastor uh, until I moved to another city. So, yeah, I mean, I had to experience it for myself, um, you know, and ask the question, do I, am I in it to serve my parents or Christ or, right. yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. So, and, and what would you tell, like, so you were saying there was some weeks after that, that you were yeah. leading worship to like one or two people. So what would you say, what would you say to the person that's in that situation today? Like if you had just like a piece of wisdom that you would say to them? I think the role of a worship leader is sometimes not defined, well, most times not defined by how many people are in in those seats. The role of a worship leader is to glorify God 
and lead people, um, no matter how many people there are in a Sunday. So just a reminder for you all, worship leaders, it's just keep checking your heart. And when you don't see hands lifted up and when, when you don't see people engaging, um, how's your relationship with God? How, you know, how's your uh, daily worship time with him? Because um, that's what matters. And I think, I think the more you have a relationship with him in the week days, the more it shows on the weekends. And it's okay. It's okay to, to worship lead it, uh, to lead worship to one or two people. And I did that for several months, <laughs> you know, um, and it kept building up. But, but yeah, no matter if it's a hundred, a thousand or one pe- one person in front of you, you're only worshiping to the audience of one. So keep at it, you know, um, if you're 18, 28, 48, <laughs> you're just, your, your audience is just Christ himself. So <laughs> come on, come yeah. on. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. So give us a scripture. Like what's, what's the scripture that's burning in your heart this season? Um, Maybe to do servanthood or just something that's burning in your heart. This yeah. Um, Galatians five thirteen says, you, my brothers and my sisters were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly in love. Right. It mm-hmm. says serve another humbly. So serving in humility really goes hand in hand. It says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. So wow. if you say uh, you want to love God and you want to love others, you better serve others. That means wow. the people in your team. It's the people that you're greeting in the morning. Don't just stand back there in the green room. And, um, uh, you know, you got to know the people that you're leading. Um, I think, um, the term worship leaders really needs to, uh, to, uh, be defined as worship servants as we talked earlier in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. We're changing it up guys. We're worship servants, worship right. servants collective. There you go. For the, for the glory of God. It's, no it's all about servant leadership. It is all about servant leadership. It's, it's always been about servant leadership and it'll always be about that. And yeah. I think, and we were talking about this earlier before we started recording, but something that we're seeing that has crept in is just like what we were talking about is being faithful over being fancy and, and not getting caught up with all of this and all of that and the go, 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 but really keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that's Jesus Christ and him crucified that's serving God. And like you're saying over and over serving one another, you know, through love, in love, no matter what it looks like, we are called to be servants of the most high God. And that's where our freedom found. Yeah. You know, sure. it's where the joy is found. It's where the peace is found. It's where all the things that we could think that we're looking for in doing this and that and over here and over there is really found in just that simplicity of, okay, God, you've called me to be a servant and, and how can I serve you today? 
So if you could leave us with one last thing, and then I'm going to actually ask you if you'd close off in prayer today and just pray a prayer over worship leaders that are listening today. Um, just ends with one thing on this podcast today, just to leave with everybody in their spirit. Yeah, I think um, we live in a world where people are taking advantage of each other um, mm-hmm. for the benefit of, their, of, of expanding their platform. You see that all the time in social media where people use their platforms, their celebrity, their credentials, their accomplishments, and their financial success um, to get places and to get things done. And um, we, uh, like, I'm, I'm speaking this to all the younger worship leaders out there. That, that is not normal. That's not what we're supposed to do. Come on. This, this logic, I think, has overtaken Christianity as a whole. We, uh, we regularly, regularly hear of people um, taking advantage uh, of their platforms as their way of helping God advance his kingdom. The thing is, God doesn't need us to advance his kingdom. He's going to do it anyway. Right. So we hear questions like, how can I use the platform that God has given me to plant as many churches as possible or to get in front of people, uh, as many people as possible and, you know, show off my new songs? Um, how can I use my celebrity to give the unchurched people opportunity to hear about Jesus or, um, or uh, reach people? Um, and, and how can I use my brand to bring awareness to, 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 um, to my songs? But it does not make sense that the Lord Jesus, who never once leveraged his platform or his privilege, position would be wanting human beings to leverage theirs come on get his mission accomplished right not one of us decided to follow jesus because he is famous or successful or because we caught a glimpse of him as a commander in chief dressed Mm -hmm. in like the finest military gear or because his events were next level he became an irresistible magnetic force in our lives when we caught a glimpse of him broken and fragile on a cross, earning our salvation through humility, obedience, and because he served. So not maneuvering or working his plan, that is why he is believable and trustworthy. So I pray to all of you today, um, with the social media culture that we're in, that we would be believable and trustworthy um, mm. on stage, in real life, on social media, and that we don't, you know, take advantage of people. We love them, we serve them, and we humble ourselves before God. Come on, Gilbert. That was powerful. Thank you. Thank you. This is this has been incredible. Thank you so much for taking your time and your busy schedule there at Integrity Music to be with us today and just to share your heart and your spirit and really this passion that God's put inside of you. And I just pray that God would just keep expanding your spirit as you just continue to surrender and lay yourself down for him and for the world around you. Thank you so much, Jenny, for having me. And I'm so thankful for the call in your life. Um, you know, just, just knowing you for a while, this this hasn't always been you, like this whole Facebook group thing, but 
man, it's such a joy and so fun to see it grow because you're obedient to God's call, you know, and it's, um, it's so fun to see all the different comments, all the different people all around the world in this one community where they could support each other. So keep, keep serving other people this way. And so we honor and appreciate all you've done. Awesome. Well, call to the kingdom, all of us together for such a time as this. If you want to find our podcast, you can find it on our website at worshipleaderscollective.com. On iTunes, you can find it on our podcast, Worship Leaders Collective. You can find it on our Facebook page. And you can also join our Worship Leaders community on Worship Leaders Collective and Facebook group. Thank you for tuning in with us today, and we hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening today. It's our hope and prayer that we would grow together to become our greatest of selves for the glory of God. We'll coexist to help encourage, equip, inspire, and connect worship leaders and teams like you from all around the world. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on up and coming episodes. Connect today with our Wilco community group on Facebook. Please also like our Facebook page if you haven't had a chance yet and leave us a rating as it helps us and helps others find us. We are also online at worshipleaderscollective.com.